0: This is Scott Pilgrim versus the Minute 23. Welcome to the Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute podcast, the show where we review and analyze the movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, one minute at a time. I'm Brian Mission, and to my left, he meets the definition of an unmitigated disaster, Dave Castile. <laughs> and he is a lot... I lo- can't see
1: the video of me <laughs> cheering, I did, I did so... It's a silent celebration of Dave <laughs> raising his arms above his head
2: <laughs> every time his name is announced, no one can say Yeah. And,
0: uh, he is a long story filled with size, Sam Brown.
1: Pretty much covers it. (laughs) Thank you for that reminder.
0: You know, when I assign these, I almost feel bad sometimes.
1: (laughs) You shouldn't. It's it's, it's weirdly, uh, honest,
0: (laughs) but it works. So we pick up, uh,
1: after Scott
0: asks, uh, if Gideon was Ramona's boyfriend and, uh, she answered, "She'd really rather not talk about it." I hope someday yeah. we find
2: out. So not interesting to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, Scott's <laughs> line right there is funny. Oh yeah, that's not <laughs> that's interesting, so to, not me.
0: interesting to me. Can you? But I'm not going to be that guy harping on it for right now. I'll bring it up later when you're. I not think listening. what's
1: great there is Michael Sarah's delivery of of lines like that, more than the words itself. Just the way he goes, yeah, it's so not interesting. Really. Oh, and this movie like defines him as how he acts. Like
0: most oh, yeah. movies Michael sarah's in, this is what he does. Uh just his delivery is just that yeah, I'm just matter of factly saying my lines. So anyway, Ramona asks what Scott does, and he says he's between jobs. Where, as I said, his last job was a long story filled with size.
2: Do we do we know what the last job was in the I, book?
1: I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's because so I was trying it, to yeah. figure out,
2: like, have we seen anything so far that would show what filled with size is? Like, was he working at the coffee shop? And there was a lot of oh, here's your coffee. Right. Oh, here you go. Espresso type thing. You know, like the, the, there was like some clue. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm truly guessing. Um, yeah, I didn't I think see it'd anything
0: fun. in the book. But yeah, knowing what his backstory was, uh,
1: hasn't been told yet in the film. And uh, I don't believe we we eventually may get to something in the books but my my feeling is that Scott probably has not held a job and he's just saying he he oh yeah i had For a job four
2: years since high school
1: does he look like someone who would hold down any sort of
0: job i mean he is sharing a mattress on a floor with uh yeah yeah with, but he's got with Wallace and drinks tea at other people's houses <laughs> as you do as you do. so. Uh, but Ramona can relate to that, apparently. This long story filled with sighs.
1: Yeah, for different reasons.
0: For different reasons. And, uh, again, it, it's it's a neat conversation the two of them have where, where they don't tell us much, but they tell us a lot. Is that
2: accurate? Yeah.
0: It's like it, they're, this is- they're not telling us specifics, but they're inferring to things that our minds can... In in the like, dating
2: world, this is part of the game, right? This is I mean, the this is what to they refer your to as playing games. It's the don't mm-hmm. want to say too much, don't want to give too much away, want to add a little bit of mystery in there, and that's this is this is exactly what that is, right? Um, even down to the you know I don't want to talk about that right now. Well, you know, not I'm not going to tell you. I'm just not going to tell you right now because it's not first date material, right? And yeah, I'm not interested. That's all part of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and we get the entire game in a very short amount of time.
0: Yes. <laughs> this thing, no, but we uh,
2: really this minute is the game. Yep. The entire dating game is all in this one minute.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean he asked her why she left New York. She responds that she just uh that it was time to head somewhere a little more chilled to where Scott makes silly jokes. Corny jokes. Corny jokes. Yeah. That's what guys do. If Part you can, of the game. If you can make the girl laugh, you're good. Sam, take yep. notes. So Scott try, <laughs> tries to make a joke that it is chilled here chilled is in cold i feel like i've made that joke so it's really
2: well it, it, you you and i are our dads we <laughs> we signed a contract we have to make that That's joke true. we make really um, bad jokes now yeah it's it's <laughs> it's a contractual obligation and i make that joke just because i have bad taste well, well, yeah you have us for friends we know you have bad exactly. taste.
0: exactly i mean look at your role models here <laughs> <laughs>
2: <So>. my dad yeah <laughs>
1: Far better role model than Austin, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but uh, I like her response where she just goes, "Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I get your joke.
2: Yeah, which is part of the game. Right. It's, it, that is the uh, I. I don't really care for that type of silly humor. You don't need to do that. You know, I get it.
0: Right? Because you're gonna have but, one or two, one of two girl responses there. You're gonna have the girl that laughs along <laughs> with the joke that thinks he's yeah. h- s- silly, which is what knives would do, and then you'll have the yeah. I'm I'm beyond that kind of joke. Uh, you don't have to try to impress me with that lame humor.
1: I I mean I I, I Ramona's situation here to me is, is it's telling because I feel like she's dealt with so much of guys saying stuff like this before, and she doesn't want to put up with that shit at all. Sure, and she's putting up with it with Scott, mm-hmm. tolerating barely. It feels like, but I just I just feel like she's. She's experienced this kind of crap with guys forever.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, and you get the sense of this. You know, she's new to the country. She's got this job. She meets this guy who asks her out, and you know, in an annoying fashion and kind of agrees just so she can move on with her life. And so she's, she's like you said, part of the dating game, Dave. She's just kind of playing along with it. And, you know, all right, we'll have our conversation, and we'll just go from there. But, uh, the minute continues as they're walking, and you know she's complaining about the weather with all the snow. Isn't this April? And he agrees that he can barely see her, uh, and saying that this whole thing's been unmitigated disaster. Now this plays a little differently in the book because, like, it becomes snowing so heavily that he can't see like a foot away from himself, which is why. Right. So it's kind of like weird that he said that, and they didn't try to do some sort of visual representation of that in the film because I think
1: it would have been difficult to film.
0: Yeah, cuz they I mean it looked like they were just in a flurry.
1: Yeah, it and, looked like a light fury, flurry.
0: And, and uh but yeah, it's interesting that they chose to keep that line in there though, given that they they weren't visually representing that. Anyway, Ramona says that she uh, thinks an act of god is a pretty decent excuse for a lousy date. And Scott only he- heard one word.
1: So this is a date?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> She tries to uh, blow that off by saying, "Yeah, slip of the tongue." To which Scott only heard one word:
2: "Tongue." tongue. tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your Ramona says, "Well, the night's not over yet, and there's this thingy over here, or over there,
2: thingy over here somewhere."
0: Yep, and uh, we don't know what that thingy is because the minute ends, and scene. I know we talked a lot about the dating game in that, and that's pretty much what this whole minute was. Anything else you guys picked up from the minute? Any uh, stuff on the X-ray from Amazon or
1: whatever, Sam? I like how you cue me for that, Brian. (laughs) It's like we were prepared. (laughs) We had just talked about this. Um, So going back to what we've talked about previously, where there's the subtle or not so subtle indications of X's in the background. Mm when. Scott and Remoter on the swing set. You can see the shadow of the swing set forms at, at X, uh, the crossbars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, and there was also... I, I'm remembering this from the commentary, and keep in mind, I saw this commentary years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or listened to it? The track. Um, I think so, yes. <laughs> I think they described that the, the set that they're on for that swing set scene was like cotton or something. Okay, so the footprints you see are CG. Oh, weird. Yeah, you know, I thought the uh, the shot,
0: just the aesthetics of the shot of that overhead look at the swing set with the shadows, mm-hmm. was just a really cool looking shot. It was really pretty. And Absolutely. I, and I, um, you know, there was certainly a lot of attention to make that shot because they didn't need to have that angle. They didn't need to do that, um, but to to um, you know give some aesthetic to the. The whole scene was really good. I can't remember. I, I've been reading the book. Is that shot in the book?
1: Uh, I don't think the shot is, but they do go to a, a playground and they are on the swings. Mm-hmm. What else, Dave? You got anything else from this minute?
2: No. I mean, like you guys, I'd look for the X's. Um, and the only one I really got out of that scene was the chain link fence forming a bunch of X's. Because hmm. uh, at one point you're looking through the chain link fence. Uh, very, very briefly, right. Um, and there's just a the little X is kind of blurred out right in front of the screen because you're focused behind them. But yeah, an intentional
0: shot. I mean, you're you're making that angle with intent. Uh, you know, filmmakers are artistic in that sense. They're they're looking for ways to present the scene other than just some sort of static view, yeah. and and give you different framing. And, and uh, that that was, I'm sure, intentional for that purpose. Being that it could, it could have been through any kind of fence.
2: Didn't have to be a fence at all.
0: Didn't have to be. Could have just been that. Maybe they off.
2: maybe they spent some time on it and they were just kind of on the fence about it. <laughs> Bad Dad jokes. Dad jokes. <laughs> You're winning. <laughs>
0: all right. Well that's all I have for this minute. I had to. It was in this episode. It was required. <laughs> Anything else from you guys for this minute? That's a no. So uh, Dave, how can Okay? Nope. <laughs> sorry. Sam, you got one more thing? <laughs> that dramatic? Sorry, I'm shaking
2: my head. Like the, you know, like the <laughs> listeners can hear me shaking my head now. Uh, okay, we're on the Twitter at Scott versus Minute. We're on the, the webs at Scott versus Minute We're on Facebook at Scott versus Minute. We're Scott versus Minute at gmail.com and we have a hashtag of hashtag filled with size. Filled with size, yes.
0: And Sam, can they find us anywhere on the internet?
2: They can find us at well probably
1: several places but in, in particular anywhere. the one i want to highlight <laughs> on irs.gov <laughs> you can just go <laughs> no 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 <laughs> uh brian and i review obscure streaming movies you can find us at streaming
0: very good and you can find david and i also doing a show on podcasturbia.com and check out moviesbyminutes.com for other films that have been broken down by the minutes. so That's going to do it for this minute, Minute 23, and we will see you in just a minute.